lads and ladies, welcome to the Junior Classics. Hi there, I'm Sir Bradley Hassey, a teller of borrowed tales. Join me as I share stories of courage, adventure, and wonder. But don't take my word for it. You can find out for yourself on today's Junior Classic. Greetings, Junior Scholars. I am Sir Bradley Hassey, guardian of the written word and your guide through the Junior Classics. Our mission is to safeguard the classics and inspire children to a love of good reading and a real and lasting interest in Western literature and history. If this is your first time listening, thank you for joining us. And a very special thank you to my loyal listeners who tune in each and every episode, especially my Patreon supporters who help keep the show going and growing. If you like what we are doing, creating stories for the good of your kids, consider supporting me on Patreon for five talents a month. The best way to help, however, is to tell a friend about the show and ask them to listen. If you want to reach me, send me a letter to P.O. Box 1153, Crown Point, Indiana, 46308. Any listener who sends in an art project based on a story will in return receive some Junior Classic bookmarks. Today, we continue our series Irish Tales with the story Connell, Donald, and Todd. But before we get to the story... Lost and found words! Listen carefully to these words and their meanings and try and spot them during the story. Our first word today is deliberation with a D deliberation. This means long and careful consideration or discussion. You could also say to think deeply about something. Our second word today is barony. Barony is a part of a county in Ireland or a large manor or estate in Scotland. Our third word today is a quandary with a Q, quandary. This is a state of uncertainty over what to do in a difficult situation. Other words that mean the same thing are a dilemma. You find yourself in a mess, a pickle, or a jam. Our fourth word today is an awl with an A, A A-W-L, awl. This is a small pointed tool used for piercing holes, especially in leather. Our next word is keen, K-E-E-N, keen. Keen is another way of saying a highly developed sense, such as eyesight or hearing. So if one had keen eyesight, they would be able to see very well. Our next word is moat with an M, moat. Moat is a tiny piece of substance, such as the tiniest moat of dust. You could also say a speck, particle, or grain. And our last word, I know we had a lot, but our last word is supple with an S, supple. This means bending and moving easily and gracefully or flexible. A ballerina must be supple. That's all for today's Lost and Found Words. Now on to the show. Mac 
Once there were three brothers named Connell, Donald, and Todd, and they fell out regarding which of them owned a field of land. One of them had as good a claim to it as the other, and the claims of all of them were so equal that none of the judges, whomsoever they went before, could decide in favor of one more than the other. At length, they went to one judge who was very wise indeed and had a great name, and every one of them stated his case to him. He sat on the bench and heard Connell's case, and Donald's case, and Todd's case, all through, with very great patience. When the three of them had finished, he said he would take a day and a night to think it over. And on the day after, when they were all called into court again, the judge said that he had weighed the evidence on all sides, with all the deliberation it was possible to give it. And he decided that one of them hadn't the shadow of a shade of a claim more than the others, so that he found himself facing the greatest puzzle he had ever faced in his life. But, says he the judge, no puzzle puzzles me long. I'll very soon decide which of you will get the field. You seem to me to be three pretty lazy looking fellows, and I'll give the field to whichever of the three of you is the laziest. Well, at that rate, says Connell, it gets me the field, but I'm the laziest man of the lot. How lazy are you? says the judge. Well, says Connell, if I were lying in the middle of the road and there was a regiment of troopers come galloping down it, I'd sooner let them ride over me than take the bother of getting up and going to one side. Well, well, says the judge, says he. You are a lazy man, surely, and I doubt if Donald or Tog can be as lazy as that. Oh, faith, says Donald, I'm just every bit as lazy. Are you, says the judge, how lazy are you? Well, said Donald, if I was sitting right close to a big fire and you piled on it all the turf in a townland and all the wood in a barony, Sooner than have to move, I'd sit there till the boiling marrow would run out from my bones. Well, says the judge, you're a pretty lazy man, Donald, and I doubt if Todd as as lazy as either of you. Indeed then, says Todd, I'm every bit as lazy. How can that be, says the judge? Well, says Todd, if I was lying, on the broad of my back, in the middle of the floor, and looking up at the rafters, and if soot drops were falling as thick as hailstones from the rafters into my open eyes, I would let them drop there for the length of the lee long day, sooner than take the bother of closing the eyes. Well, well, says the judge, that's wonderful entirely. And, says he, I'm in as great a quandary as before, for I see you are the three laziest men that ever were known since the world began. In which of you is the laziest, it certainly beats me to say. But I'll tell you what I'll do, says the judge. I'll give the field to the oldest man of you. Then, says Connell, it's me gets the field. How is that, says the judge. 
How old are you? Well, I'm that old, says Connell, that when I was 21 years of age, I got a shipload of owls and never lost nor broke one of them. And I wore out the last of them yesterday, mending my shoes. Well, 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 says the judge, says he. You surely an old man, and I doubt very much that Donald and Tog can catch up to you. Can't I? says Donald. Take care of that. Why, says the judge, how old are you? When I was twenty-one years of age, says Donald, I got a shipload of needles, and yesterday I wore out the last of them mending my clothes. Well, 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 says the judge, says he. You're two very, very old men, to be sure, and I'm afraid poor Tog is out of his chance anyhow. I'll take care of that, says Tog. Why, says the judge, how old are you, Tog? Says Tog. When I was twenty-one years of age, I got a shipload of razors, and yesterday I had the last of them worn to a stump shaving myself. Well, says the judge, says he, I've often heard tell of old men, but anything as old is what you three are. Never was known since Methuselah's cat died. The like of your ages, I never heard tell of. And which of you is the oldest? That surely beats me to decide. And I'm in a quandary again. But I'll tell you what I'll do, says the judge. I'll give the field to whichever of you remembers the longest. Well, if that's it, says Connell, it's me gets the field. For I mind the time when if a man tramped on a cat, he usen't to give it a kick to console it. Well, 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 says the judge. That must be a long mind entirely. And I'm afraid, Connell, you have the field. Not so quick, says Donald. For I mind the time when a woman wouldn't speak an ill word of her best friend. Oh, ho, ho, well, says the judge. Your memory, Donald, must certainly be a very wonderful one. If you can mind that time, Tog, I'm afraid your memory can't compare with Connell's and Donald's. Can't it? says Tog. Take care of that, for I mind the time when you wouldn't find nine liars in a crowd of ten men. Oh, 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 says the judge. That memory of yours, Tog, must be a wonderful one. Such memories as you three men have were never known before. And which of you has the greatest memory it beats me to say. But I'll tell you what I'll do now. I'll give the field to whichever of you has the keenest sight. Then, says Connell, it gets me the field. Because if there was a fly perched on the top of yon mountain ten miles away, I could tell you every time he blinked. You have wonderful sight, Connell says the judge, and I'm afraid you've got the field. Take care, says Donald, but I've got as good, for I could tell you whether it was a mote in his eye that made him blink or not. Ah, ha, ha, says the judge. This is wonderful sight, surely, Todd. 
I pity you, for you have no chance for the field now. Have I not, says Tog. I could tell you from here whether that fly was in good health or not by counting his heartbeats. Well, 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 says the judge. I'm in as great a quandary as ever. You are three of the most wonderful men that I ever met, and no mistake. But I'll tell you what I'll do. I'll give the field to the supplest man of you. Thank you, thank you, says Connell. Then the field is mine. Why so, says the judge? Because, says Connell, if you filled that field with hairs and put a dog in the middle of them and then tied one of my legs up my back, I would not let one of the hairs get out. Then, Connell, I think the field is yours, says the judge. By the leave of your judgeship, not yet, says Donald. Why, Donald, surely you are not as supple as that, says the judge. Am I not, says Donald. Do you see that old castle over there without door or window or roof in it? and the wind blowing in and out through it like an iron gate. I do, says the judge. What about that? Well, says Donald, if on the stormiest day of the year you had that castle filled with feathers, I would not let a feather be lost or go ten yards from the castle until I had caught and put it in again. Well, surely, says the judge, you are a supple man, Donald, and no mistake, Tog, there's no chance for you now. Don't be too sure, says Tog, says he. Why, says the judge, you couldn't surely do anything equal to these things, Tog. Says Tog, I can shoe the swiftest racehorse in the land when he is galloping at his topmost speed by driving a nail every time he lifts his foot. Well, 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 says the judge. Surely you are the three most wonderful men that I ever did meet. The likes of you never was known before, and I suppose the likes of you will never be on the earth again. There is only one other trial, and if this doesn't decide, I'll have to give it up. I'll give the field, says he, to the cleverest man amongst you. Then, says Connell, you may as well give it to me at once. Why, are you that clever, Connell? says the judge. I am that clever, says Connell. I am that clever that I would make a skin-fit suit of clothes for a man without any more measurement than to tell me the color of his hair. Then, boys, says the judge. I think the case is decided. Not so quick, my friend, says Donald. Not so quick. Why, Donald, says the judge, you are surely not cleverer than that. Am I not, says Donald. Why, says the judge, what can you do, Donald? Why, says Donald, I would make a skin-fit suit for a man and give me no more measurement then let me hear him cough. Well, 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 says the judge. The cleverness of you two boys beats all I ever heard of, Tog, 
Poor Tog. Whatever chance either of these two may have for the field, I'm very, very sorry for you, for you have no chance. Don't be very sure of that, says Tog. Why, says the judge, surely, Tog, you can't be as clever as either of them. How clever are you, Tog? Well, says Tog, if I was a judge and too stupid to decide a case that came up before me, I'd be that clever that I'd look wise and give some decision. Tog, says the judge, I've gone into this case and deliberated upon it, and by all the laws of right and justice, I find and decide that you get the field. The end. I hope you enjoyed today's Irish tale. Did you catch Tog making a joke of the judge and his decision-making? Go back and listen again if you need to. You will probably notice things you didn't before after you re-listen. If you were the judge, how would you decide who gets the field? Write me a letter and let me know. Until next time, I am Sir Bradley Hassey. Be brave, be loyal, and speak the truth. Now for you parents out there, I want you to understand why we are doing this, what we are trying to achieve, and how you can help us. This is a rescue operation to preserve the classics and the wisdom within before it is lost forever. Our goal is to inspire children with a love of good reading by safeguarding and breathing new life into the greatest stories in history and empower you, the parents, with a resource you can trust to enrich your child's mind and spirit. We don't want these stories and the wisdom within to be forgotten so our children don't have to learn these lessons on their own. The most important thing you can do for us is to spread the message and tell others about these stories and what we are doing. If you want to donate, we would love that as well. My promise is that 100% of donations will go to building the impact and quality of the Junior Classics. If you have feedback and thoughts on how we can do things better, please send an email to juniorclassicspodcast at gmail.com. You're listening to the Junior Classics. <laughs> and now, some Irish music from our friends at Fantasy and World Music. <laughs>